own little body against hers was immense. They communicated on a level that was unlike any other she had experienced. She studied him, turning over his tiny hands and examining his palms when she could pry open the fingers he stubbornly kept clenched in a fist. Each toe, each fine strand of hair on his head, his ears, were investigated and found to be perfect. Your daddy and I love you very much, she whispered drowsily, as she relinquished him to a nurse. Hospital sounds, squeaky laundry carts, rattling breakfast trays, clanking equipment dollies, roused her early. She was in the middle of a huge yawn and a luxuriant stretch when her parents entered her private room. Good morning, she said happily. I'm surprised you're here instead of at the nursery window with your noses pressed against the glass. But then they don't open the curtain. She broke off when she noted their haggard expressions. Is something wrong? Cliff and Meg Powers glanced at each other. Meg gripped the handle of her purse so tightly that her knuckles turned white. Cliff looked as though he'd just swallowed bad-tasting medicine. Mom? Dad? What's happened? Oh, my God, the baby. Aaron, there's something wrong with Aaron? Kyla threw off the covers with flailing arms and pumping legs, unmindful of the pinching soreness between her thighs, intent only on racing down the hospital corridor to the nursery. Meg Powers rushed to her daughter's bedside and restrained her. No, the baby's fine. He's fine, I promise. Kyla's eyes wildly searched those of her parents. Then what's wrong? She was on the verge of panic, and her voice was shrill. Her parents rarely got ruffled. For them to be so obviously upset was cause for alarm. Sweetheart, Cliff Powers said softly, laying a hand on her arm. There's some distressing news this morning. He silently consulted his wife once more before saying, The American embassy in Cairo was bombed early this morning. A violent shudder shimmied up through Kyla's stomach and chest. Her mouth went dry. Her eyes forgot how to blink. Her heart thudded to a halt before sluggishly beginning to beat again. Then, gradually gaining momentum as she assimilated what her father had said, it accelerated to a frightening pace. Richard, she asked on a hoarse croak, we don't know. Tell me. We don't know, her father insisted. Everything is in chaos, just like the time this happened in Beirut. There's been no official word. Turn on the television. Kyla, I don't think you should. Heedless of her father's warning, she snatched the remote control from the bedside table and switched on the television set that was mounted on the wall opposite the bed. Extent of the destruction at this point is undetermined. The president is calling this terrorist bombing an outrage, an insult to the peacekeeping nations of the world. Prime Minister... She changed channels, frantically punching the buttons on the remote control with trembling fingers. Costly, though it will probably be hours, even days, before the death toll is officially released. Marine units have been mobilized, and along with Egyptian troops, are clearing the rubble, looking for survivors.
The camera work on the videotape was substandard and testified to the pandemonium surrounding the ruins of what had been the building that housed the American embassy. The shots were jerky and out of focus, random and unedited. Taking credit for this abomination is a terrorist group calling itself... Kyla changed channels again. It was more of the same. When the video camera swept the area and she saw the bodies that had already been recovered neatly lined up on the ground, she threw down the remote control device and covered her face with her hands. Richard, Richard. Darling, don't give up hope. They think there are survivors. But Meg's soothing words fell on deaf ears. She clutched her weeping daughter's body hard against hers. It happened at dawn, Cairo time, Cliff said. We were notified just as we were getting up this morning. There's no-